Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Glory to God. Well, it's a new year. It's a new start. And I believe 2015 is going to be a new adventure. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, 2015 is going to be a new adventure for you. Now, as I get into this, uh, into this word today, you know, for, for some of you, 2014 might have been a difficult year. You know, you might have went through some hard times. It might have been, for some of you, it may have been a difficult year. For some of you, it may have been a mixture. You went through some good times, some bad times. That's generally the way life is. You're going to walk through ups and downs, and, and you know, there are going to be challenges. But I'm, I'm telling you this, if 2014 was difficult, or if 2014 was really good, or if it was some of both, I'm announcing to you today, and I want you to grab a hold of this, that something good is on its way to you in 2015. Boy, somebody grab a hold of that. Something good, something good is on its way to you in 2015. I sensed that rising up in my spirit. I I looked over at Susan and I said, Susan, 2015 is going to be our year. And I'm talking about our year. I have such a stirring in my spirit, such a stirring in my heart today. And as I get into the teaching here in just a moment, let me tell you what's going to happen. I I can't get all this out today. And so what's going to happen is Wednesday night, I'm going to come back in here Wednesday night. And we're going to specifically write out some things that we're believing God for in 2015. We're going to do it Wednesday night. Now I realize some of you say, well, I can't be there Wednesday night. Well, for some of you who can, I'm asking you to do this. Make an extra effort to be here Wednesday night so I can get the rest of this message out to you. Wednesday night, we're going to be specific. You know, a lot of times Jesus came to people and their need would be obvious Maybe they were crippled. Maybe they were blind. Uh, But Jesus would say to them, watch this, what do you want? Because he wanted to hear from them what it is that you want from me. What is it that you desire from me? For instance, uh, a, 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 a crippled man could have said, well, I just want somebody. Can you, can you just help me out with having somebody to carry me around? Or get me from place to place or, or, you know. But many times he would say from them, to them, what is it that you want and you desire from me? A lot of times we get to the end of the year and we might kind of look back and say, well, you know what? Nothing really happened last year. Well, let me ask you something. What did you specifically ask God for at the start of the year? Jesus said, what do you want? What is it that you desire? And so I'm telling you this. I believe I've got a word from God. Wednesday night we're going to come in here. I'm going to finish the message that I start this morning. And then we're going to specifically write out what we're believing God for in 2015. Each of you individually. And we're going to pray over it. Somebody say amen. Amen. 
And I know that many of you, you know, will probably not take advantage of that. But I tell you what, it's going to be here for those who are really serious about seeing some things happen in 2015. Can I get an amen? But I want you to tell your neighbor right now, something good's on its way to you this year. Now, I know what your notes say right there, and eventually, and we'll get to those Wednesday night. Somebody say Wednesday night. We don't get to your notes Wednesday night, because I can't get all this out. I am so stirred and have been just so, uh, just over these last three days, I was up here New Year's Day and, and Friday and Saturday, I mean, it felt so weird, I didn't know what day it was. I came up here New Year's Day and was getting some of this together, and I felt like, well, the next day ought to be Sunday. But then there was two more days, so y'all in trouble because I've had three days like a volcano just break bubbling up on the inside of me. But uh, I'm going to give you three references we're going to talk about today. So if you just kind of if you if you'll grab your Bibles, uh, either your your audio or your 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 phones, smartphones, whatever, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 26. We're going to be in First Samuel 17. And we're going to be in Psalms chapter 3. Now, for some of you, you have a, a, an outlook on, on, a, on, a, on a change of, of years and, and going into a new year. Especially, and I want to give this word especially for those of you that are 50 and over. Can I get an amen for everybody 50 and over in this house? Okay, all right. Some of you are younger than 50 are saying it. But that's all right. I want you to say with me, and this is our declaration for this year. God gave me this word. Everybody say, everybody 50 and over say, I'm not getting older. I'm, not getting older. I'm getting bolder. I'm getting that means I'm going to be believing God more than I ever have in my life. <laughs> I am not getting older, I'm getting bolder. But here's, here's what I've discovered. We don't stop dreaming and exploring because we grow old. We grow old because we stop dreaming and exploring. I'm going to be doing some dreaming and exploring this year. I believe in God for a big year. In this church, in this house, in our lives. For all of us, I'm not going to stop dreaming and exploring because somebody is trying to attach a number to my life. A number is just a number. Doesn't mean that much. But I am declaring this year, and I'm not preaching yet, I'm just getting warmed up. The living water is going to flow in 2015. I said the living water is going to flow in 2015. We used to sing that song, Let the River Flow. And so today I want to talk to you as we begin 2015 about unstopping your wells. If we're going to be everything God wants us to be in 2015, we've got some wells we're going to have to unstop. You know, I was thinking this week about water. Without water, there cannot be life. You know, one of the things that those of you that have been on mission trips with us, you can testify to this, is if I get on a mission trip, if I'm, you know, it may take a long time to get there. For instance, you go to Kenya, 
You know, you're talking 16 hours just on the planes, not just talking about in the transition time and where you are and all the time that it takes to get to the airports, get there, get to you after you, and then after you get on the ground and you get there. But here's what I've discovered. If I, no matter what I'm having to go through, if when I get there, it doesn't even have to be hot water. If I can just get under some water somewhere after I get there, I feel human again. I feel like I'm alive again. I feel like something is, you know, I can make it. It don't even have to be hot water. It can just be cold water. But somehow get me in a shower or throw me in the creek or something. But somehow get me in water because water brings life. A bucket. I forgot about that. When we were there in Kenya, <laughs> glory to God. Let me tell you, you get, oh, if you, if you ever want to get to know somebody, just, just go on a mission trip with them. You get to know each other a whole lot better than you ever thought you would. We were, we were out somewhere they where Anthony and Cindy had us. And, and uh, I wish I'd have thought about it, I'd have brought pictures. But the only, the only way we had water was if, if you got a bucket. They had a place outside, they would catch it in a barrel. And you would go out and turn that bucket on. And if you wanted it hot, they'd build a fire under that barrel. So guess how you got a hot shower? You got your roommate to pour that hot bu- that water hot water over you. I said, Woody, come on, brother. It's time to take one for the team. <laughs> pour that water over me. I gotta have. I want to feel alive. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta have it. So I thank God for water. And you know the Scripture talks about water. Without water, there cannot be life. Water speaks of physical birth. It, it talks about natural birth. You know, Jesus, when he was talking to Nicodemus, he said, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. He's talking about the water being broken at birth, at childbirth. Water speaks about spiritual life. You can read about it in Genesis 2. The, the Garden of Eden was watered by a river. Without water, the garden would have died. Plants and animals and humans cannot survive without water. That water is, is a, uh, this river is a, in Genesis is a beautiful picture of Jesus that his life is given to us through his spirit. Listen in Exodus seventeen six. Behold, I will stand before you there upon the rock in Horeb. As God was dealing with the children of Israel. And he said, smite the rock and there shall come out of it water that the people may drink. Isaiah 12, 2 and 3, Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. The woman at the well, she was sitting at the well talking to the living water. Jesus said, I'm going to give you some water that if you drink of it, you never thirst again. Because I am a living water. Water is important to life. But not only that, the, the water talks about, is also indicative of the Spirit. John 7, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. How many of you know you got a well on the inside of you? We're headed somewhere. we got to lay a foundation. Stay with me. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But listen to this. But this, he spoke what? Of the Spirit. 
which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But now Jesus has been glorified, the Holy Spirit has been given, and there's a well on the inside of you and me. The rivers of living water are designed to flow out of the life of the believer. But what I've discovered is sometimes when we aren't careful, our well gets clogged up. It gets stopped up. Are you with me this morning? So we're going to unstop our well in 2015. Somebody say amen. I mean, the river's going to flow. The blessings are going to flow. The goodness of God is going to flow in 2015. So here's what I'm saying. A well is a place of blessing. You know, if you go to areas where they don't have water, you put a well in, and the whole community rallies around it. It's the center of life. It's the center of commerce. It was in Jesus' day. You put water in that place, and they'll be drawn to it. Listen, there's something on the inside of you that is alive, that is flowing, that is vibrant, that is life-giving, that people are going to be drawn to in 2015. I want you to say with me today, there's a well on the inside of me. And it brings life. And it brings blessing. All right, look at Genesis chapter 26. We're going to begin at about verse 12. I've preached out of this before, but I'm coming at it from a little bit different angle today. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12, it's about Isaac. It says, Isaac sowed in that land. Now, there's something interesting about this. Isaac sowed in the land during a time of famine. Sometimes you've got to sow during a time of famine. You've got to trust God enough to sow during a time of famine. Isaac sowed in that land during a time of famine. Then Isaac sowed in the land. Watch this. And reaped in the same year. Everybody say the same year. Same year. One more time say, this, this is my year. Is my year. He sowed in the same, he reaped in the same year. Watch this, a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. You know, I got a word for you. Don't ever lose sight of this. Whatever good happened to you in 2014 is for one reason and one reason only. It's because the Lord blessed you. It's because the Lord blessed you. It's not because you're that smart. It's not because you're all that. I tell you what, you are not enough of anything to be blessed like you're blessed. On your own. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year. Everybody say same year. A hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Watch this. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. By the way, you're, you're never walking in true prosperity until you have some things that money cannot buy. <laughs> Some of you last year didn't think you, like, you didn't think last year was that great of a year, but you know what? You got family around you. 
you got friends around you. you got a great church to come to. God has blessed your business. God has blessed your life. God has blessed your family. Let me tell you, you cannot always measure prosperity by simple material things alone. You're never truly prosperous until you have some things that money cannot buy. And I tell you what, we got a lot of love in this house. We're blessed. Somebody say amen. Philistines envied him. So what they did? In verse 15, the Philistines stopped up all the wells. Cut off the life. Cut off the source. Cut off that place of blessing. They began to stop up the wells which uh, his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father and they had filled them with earth. Verse 18. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. I want you to make a declaration with me today. I want you to say with me today, this year, I will, by God's grace, unstop the wells in my life. It is time for a divine flow of God in 2015. When Lindsay was talking this morning, let me tell you about restoration, about revival, about God bringing us back. Boy, I thought she was going to preach my message before I ever get up to preach it. That's a great church, man, when people are preaching your message before you can even get up. Glory to God. It is time to unstop our wells. When something gets stopped up, watch this, it hinders life. I mean, listen, you don't want to be stopped up. We probably ought not to explore that too far. But I mean, (laughs) illustration there. You don't want to be stopped up. Being stopped up is not a good thing. The enemy wants to attempt to stop up your wells, to cut off your source. And let me tell you how he does it. One of the ways, there there are a number of ways for your wells to get stopped up. I just want to talk to you about two of them. First of all, the enemy wants to stop up your wells. Just like he did with Isaac. The enemy will attempt to stop up your wells through disappointment. Well, 2014 wasn't really like you thought it was going to be. The enemy will attempt to stop up your well through past failures, through looking back and living in the past. I want you to look with me real quick. Some of you need to get a hold of this promise out here, out of Isaiah 43 for the rest of this year. This is for you. Isaiah 43. Watch this. Do not remember the former things. I said, I said it's a new season. Do not remember the former things. And then it goes on to say, watch this, nor consider the things of old. I am not going to meditate. I am not going to ponder. I am not going to live my life in the past. I'm not going to live in those failures. I'm not going to live in those disappointments. I'm not going to live in those things that would constantly try to haunt me and stop up my well. 
Do not remember the former things. Do not consider. That means do not meditate. Do not give attention to. Do not focus, Bobby, on the former things, the things of old. We're not going. I want you to say with me, bless God. I want you to say with me today, I'm not going back there. I'm not going back to my mess ups. I'm not going back to my disappointments. I'm not going back to my hurts. I'm not going back to my pains. I'm not going back to those places that have caused me such heartache and grief. Nor consider the things of old. Watch this, verse 19. You better get a hold of this. Behold, I will do. Read it. I'll do a new thing. Now. Somebody say 2015. Now it shall spring forth. You hear that? A spring. The living water. That well that used to be active in your life. That used to be life-giving in your life. That the enemy has come against you in, in that area and has stopped it up. It says now it's going to spring forth. Shall you not know it? Watch this. I will even make a road in the wilderness and get this and rivers in the desert. I want you to shout out with me this morning, no dry season. But Brother Scotty, I'm walking through the desert. God said, I'll make a river in the desert. Glory to God. The enemy attempts to stop up your wells, to cut off your source through disappointment, through past failures, with unrepentant sin. Mm, quiet in here. As I was thinking about and meditating on 2015, say, I love you, Brother Scotty. I said, Lord, word just rose up in me. I said, God, the greatest desire I have for 2015 is that I might be pleasing to you in all things. I'm not trying to see what I can get by with. I'm not trying to see just, just how little I can live for Him. God, I want to please you in my thoughts. I want to please you in my attitudes. I want to please you in my actions. God, don't let us stop up our wells by, man, I can't wait to hear Brother Scotty. I'd I love to listen to you, Brother Scotty, on the podcast. And man, I pull it up on my computer and I pull it up on my phone. And then the next day on the same phone that I'm listening to you on the podcast, I'm watching pornography. <laughs> Say, I love you, Brother Scotty. I don't want my well stopped up. And if there's anything in my life that is hindering the flow of the river of Almighty God in my life, I want to eliminate it. Is that all right if I preach a little bit this morning? The enemy will attempt to stop up your well with bitterness and hurt. He'll attempt to stop up your well with a lack of obedience. 
God deals with you time after time after time about giving and tithing. You, got to, you need a pen today to write some of this stuff down. I'm telling you, you'll lose it if you don't. God deals with you time after time after time about doing this and being obedient and doing like Isaac did and sowing in time of famine. But we're disobedient. We don't do what he tells us to do because we reason away. I'm going to tell you, I believe 2015 is going to be the greatest year of giving that we've ever seen. I don't want my well to be stopped up. I allow the enemy to stop up my well by a lack of obedience. Isaac sowed during a time of famine. And there will be times when God will call you to do that as well. Are you here this morning? And I know, listen, we, I believe in grace and I preach grace. But here is something you need to understand about grace. Grace meets us where we are, but it does not leave us there. But not only is it an attempt of the enemy to stop up your well, but here's what I've discovered. We can stop up our own well. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today. Folks, let me tell you something. Stop poisoning your own well. Some of us are poisoning our own well. There are ways that you poison your own well. There are ways that you stop up your own well. And the two that I want to talk to you about, first of all, you poison your own well with your thoughts, and secondly, with your words. Thoughts like, I'm never going to make it. My problems are just too big. Brother Scotty, you keep talking about a shift. Well, I had not seen no shift. What kind of shift are you talking about? I'll tell you the kind of shift I'm talking about. Weeping might endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. That's a divine shift. That's a turnaround. That's the kind of God we serve who can bring a divine shift to your life. Thoughts like you're never going to make it. Your problems are just too big. You're never going to get out of debt. Thoughts like I'm never going to be healed. Thoughts like that, you're never going to be able to have that baby. We have a couple here today. Would you mind standing up, this precious couple right here? How many years had y'all been praying about having a baby? Six years. The doctor said they could not have a baby. There was something going on. A few months ago, they came up to the altar and they got prayed for. We are very proud and excited and happy to announce today they are expecting. Hallelujah. I said, I'm talking about a shift. We're not going to allow our well to get stopped up with thoughts of, well, it'll never happen for me. Six years. They had been praying and believing God. Got prayed for one Sunday. And I know some of you think, I'm so tired of getting prayed for. Listen, don't miss your blessing. Because the devil's trying to wear out the saints. I tell you what, I don't care if you've been prayed over so many times. It's rubbed all the hair off of your head. Don't you stop. Keep going. Bless the Lord. 
What if they had quit at five years and said, man, just forget it. We're not going to, you know, we're not. Hey, you got to keep believing. We've had eyes healed this year that weren't supposed to be healed. We got people now that are expecting that weren't supposed to be able to have children. Well, I tell you what. I'm not going to let the devil stop up my well with these stupid thoughts. Thoughts like you'll never be successful. Thoughts like you'll always be in poverty and lack. Don't, don't poison your well of faith by dwelling on the wrong things. See, there's a well of faith on the inside of you. There is a source of life on the inside of you that wants to spring forth. It wants to flow. It wants, it, listen, and let me tell you what that spring, that life, that water is saying. It's saying, believe God. It's saying, trust God. It's saying, I can do all things. Watch what I'll do in 2015. Don't cut me off. Don't get stopped up. Don't cut off the flow. There is a spring of life, a river of life on the inside of you, and it has good things on the way for you in 2015. Somebody say, the river's flowing. And it's bringing life. The new year, 2015, is like the promised land. The promised land is filled with grapes and giants. The one that you focus on, the strongest, will become the most dominant in your life. What you focus on will become the strongest. When you, what you look at, what you look at the longest, everybody say it this way, what I look at, the longest will become the strongest. You facing a difficult situation, you start looking at them giants, and you start focusing on those giants, and the next thing you know, those giants will get taller, taller, stronger, bigger, mightier. But you know what? I can start focusing on the promise of God where he says, I'm going to take you into a land flowing. I'm going to take you into a land flowing with milk and honey. And then that promise, I begin to focus on that promise. I begin to focus on those grapes. I begin to focus on the goodness of God. And suddenly that will become the strongest force in my life. Can I get an amen in this house? Don't allow the negative, critical, and pessimistic thoughts to poison your well. And by the way, if you're looking for any of these things on the screen, they're not there. They came across from the press too late. Hot off the presses, baby. You know, when it comes to being, you know what I've discovered? Your critics are never, ever going to be satisfied no matter what you do anyway. Go on and live your life and choose to please God. The people who are going to criticize you are going to criticize you. The people who put you down are going to put you down. I'm not going to live my life trying to please somebody I can't ever please. I'm going to please the Lord. I said, Lord, in 2015, let me be pleasing to you in all things. Your well will get stopped up when you start thinking about everything everybody's saying about you. 
Don't allow negative, critical, pessimistic thoughts to poison your well because the critics in your life, listen to this, will never be completely satisfied. Stop trying to satisfy them and decide that you're going to please God. Because here's what happens. As you transform your mind, God transforms your life. Your life will move in the direction of your dominant thoughts. <laughs> some of y'all getting that and some of y'all not. You might have to chew on a little while. That's why I live in this. That's why I chew on this. That's why I meditate on this. This has got to be the dominant factor in my life because my life is going to move in the direction of my dominant thoughts. When you transform your mind, God will transform your life. Stay in an attitude of faith and expectation. Now, I'm going to tell you this. You will go through unfair situations. You will have some difficulties that will arise. But here's something that I want everybody to get a hold of today. Remember this. Confrontation almost always precedes increase and expansion. Sometimes, Drew, it's internal confrontation. You feel like, what's going on? I'm getting out, you know, and it's like, man, you feel like something's... What's going on? God's challenging you and, and you're feeling stuff only, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to illustrate this and I don't know how, but it's like you feel something going on on the inside. You know, you ever been there? Come on. Sometimes it's outward confrontation. But here's what I believe God, a word God gave me for this year. Confrontation, as I said, almost always precedes increase and expansion. Sometimes it's eternal. But I got a word for you today. The biggest battles come before the biggest blessings. If you had a lot of battles in 2014, I got a word for you today. The biggest blessings are coming your way. And in 2015... I know some of you probably visiting with us today and think, my Lord, what's wrong with that man? I believe what I'm saying. And I get excited about it. I'm going to tell you, I'm releasing in this house that 2015 is going to be a year unlike anything we've ever seen. The biggest battles sometimes come before the biggest blessing. Let me illustrate this to you. First Samuel. Now we're out of Genesis 26. We're going to First Samuel. Boy, I sure hope you can be here Wednesday night. Because we're going we're gonna to get some things specifically nailed down that we're believing God for. But you know this story. 1 Samuel chapter 17. This is where David is getting ready to face Goliath. We'll start at about verse 26. And I want to show you something. I've preached on this so many times. But there's something interesting here. Look at, at verse Samuel 17. And uh, let's see. Let's start at... Let's start at verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away his reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? There are some uncircumcised Philistines trying to stop up your well. Now I'm going to give you a key point here in just a moment. So notice what he called him there. Look at verse 32. And then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail him because, uh, because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. 
Look at verse 36. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing as he has defied the armies of the living God. Look at verse 37. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Let's look also at verse, down at verse 43. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and I will take your head from you. Notice this. I've said it before, but you need to hear it again. David made a declaration of faith. He didn't even have a sword. He didn't. He used his own sword. I will strike and take your head from you, and this day I will give the, uh, the carcasses of the camp of the Philistine to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. What is my point? Here is my point. David never called the Philistine a giant. Oh, everybody was with a giant. Oh, he's so big and he's so bad. David refused to acknowledge that this man was anything but an uncircumcised Philistine and something that stood, watch this, in the way of the plan of God in his life. Stop calling all your problems bigger than they are. Stop confessing how big they are and start confessing how big your God is. This uncircumcised Philistine will not stand before the armies of the living God. David refused to call him a giant. Everybody else was talking about how big he was, how bad he was. David said he's an uncircumcised Philistine. I'm going to tell you, there's some reports in your life that are nothing but uncircumcised Philistines. But I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm not going to allow my will to get stopped up by acknowledging how big the problem is. Are you getting anything this morning? Are you believing for 2015 to be a great year? I am not going to allow myself to pitch my tent in the land of self-pity. Somebody mistreated us years ago and is still poisoning our well. Somebody talked bad about me. It's still poisoning your well. Don't poison your well with your words. I want you to make a declaration with me today. Everybody say, I will not poison my well with my words. Let me give you an illustration of this. We're going to wrap this up and we're going to finish it Wednesday night. Look at Psalms chapter 3. Psalms chapter 3. 
Let me give a little background history on this. Some of you can think, boy, I have really got some massive problems. I got some real, you know, battles. Well, just remember, I'm going to tell you, the bigger the battle that you face, the bigger the blessing that's coming your way. Now, David had a huge battle going on right here. His own son, Absalom, was trying to kill him and take his kingdom. How many of you know the battle can seem really fierce when it's those that are the closest to you? That are the ones that are, I mean, people that you genuinely care about. Well, David, man, David was in a bad situation. Imagine this, your own flesh and blood. And let me tell you something. He wasn't just trying to take his kingdom. He wanted David dead. And so as you read Psalm 3, realize what David was experiencing. Psalm chapter 3, verse 1. Here he goes. Lord, this is a prayer, how they have increased who trouble me. Many there be which rise up against me. Many are they who say of my soul, many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Now here's a, lot, here's a problem that a lot of us have with stopping up our well. We stop our prayer right there. Lord, do you know how bad it is? Do you, don't you understand what I'm going through? And listen, there's nothing wrong with bringing the problem to God. David brought his problem to God. He said, Lord, are they increased that trouble me? Many there be which rise up against me, Lord. Many there be. Absalom, not only was Absalom against him, Absalom had rallied others around him to go after his own father. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But the problem is, you're going to stop up your well. You're going to poison your well if you stop your praying right there. What did David do? Verse 3. This is a huge word, but. You need to get that but in there. One more time again, I'm going to tell you, it matters where you put your butt. That's right. You got to get on the right side of the butt. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You, Lord, are my glory and the lifter of my head. <laughs> oh, God, my own son might be trying to kill me. Many there be which rise up against me. But I'm not stopping there in 2015. Regardless of what comes against me, thou, O oh Lord, art a shield for me. You are my glory and you are the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me out of his holy hill. Watch this. I lay me down and I went to sleep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He is the glory and the lifter of my head. 
He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David says, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And get this, my enemies, God is going to anoint my head with oil and my cup is going to run over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then afterwards, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You have to always add a but to your equation. When the enemy is those who matter most, David, watch this. And this is what I'm trying to say. David didn't just stop with describing the problem. He changed his focus by declaring his faith. Lord, many are those that rise up against me, but that's not what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to allow my well to be poisoned by my words. I'm not going to allow my well to be stopped up by my critics. He changed his focus by declaring his faith. And I want you to remember this in 2015. Remember this. The opposition never gets the final word in your life. God does. In fact, I want you to shout it like you believe it. Everybody say, this year. God has the final word in my life. Now, Wednesday night, we're going to come in here and amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. One or two of y'all will show up. Amen. And I'm not saying, you know, I know some of you have to work out of town and stuff, but I'm telling you, you know, a lot of times in life, for those of us that can, we do what we want to do. And I plan on being here. We're going to ask specifically. And the thing is, if you aren't asking for God's favor, if you aren't asking for his blessings, if you aren't asking for his increase, then you're really not releasing your faith. Come on. God wants you to ask him for some big things. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm believing God for some big things this year. Oh, I don't know how I'll say it or not. I guess I will. Go ahead. Let's put it out there. You know, I really, I really feeling like God wants us to do some, some more media things this year, some TV. We don't have the budget for it. That don't matter. I'm believing God. We need to get the word out what God's doing out here. That word that Lindsay gave us this morning about revival in this house, about the anointing in this house. We need to let people know what's going on out here. Amen. Thank you, Claire. Bless you. I'm believing God for some big things this year, and it'll take God to do it. 
Ask Him for big things. Ask Him for those hidden dreams that He's planted in your heart. Those dreams, listen, that you're too embarrassed to tell anybody about. You know, they'd laugh at you. You know, they wouldn't understand. Ask Him for the unborn promises that might not come to pass in the natural apart from Him. Ask Him for restoration in your life. And by the way, Wednesday night, before we fill out our list, we're going to deal with this lie about, well, you know, God is limited by time and space, and and you can't go back. We're going to deal with some of that stuff Wednesday night. You're going to get that off of you. I'm telling you, God is a redeeming and a restoring God. Did you hear what I said? He'll restore everything the enemy stole and pay it back with interest. Glory to God. To restore. Ask God for a 2015 to be a year that is free from sickness and disease and illness. Ask Him to fulfill the highest dreams that He's put in your heart. Dare to ask God for your greatest dreams and desires to come in and decide that 2015 is not going to be a year where you settle for the wells in your life to be stopped up. We used to sing a song way back yonder. Some of y'all remember this. There's a river of life flowing out through me. Well, I tell you what, I, love, I loved what I saw on the screens this morning about go. Ladies, I'm going to tell you, God's doing great things. You've got something to give. There is something alive on the inside of you that other people are going to be attracted to in 2015. Bring them to the well. Bring them to the well. Well, there's the note she's taking. Listen, there's a river of life flowing out through me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors. It sets the captives free. There's a river of life flowing out through me. Spring up, O well, within my soul. Flow out through me. Spring up, O well, pour forth through me. Amen. Oh, I'm getting the word. It's going to flow in 2015. I said it's going to flow in 2015. It's going to flow in 2015. The river, the river of God is going to flow in this house in 2015. I said, listen, I said the river of God is going to flow in your life in 2015. The river of God is going to flow in your bank account in 2015. The river of God is going to flow in your bones in 2015. The river of God is going to flow in your life in 2015 and in this church. You know, there's some of you today that have settled. And let me tell you what I mean by that. You've been through disappointments. You've been praying maybe for a long time and you hadn't seen the manifestation yet of what you've prayed for. And in the midst of this, your well has gotten stopped up to the degree that you have lost your enthusiasm. I'm telling you, you need to get a shovel. You get your shovel of faith, and you start digging out that well one shovel full at a time. Amen. 
Allow the spirit of the living God to rise up on the inside of you. And I'm declaring to you by faith, if you'll do what I've told you today, you're going to start digging. And you're going to see in that dry ground a little trickle of water, a little stream. You know what I'm talking about? And then the digger, the, 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 the deeper you dig, the wetter it's going to get. Until literally that well that was alive on the inside of you is going to spring forth again. God is going to restore the old wells in your life that have dried up and been stopped up. Just like he did for Isaac. And Isaac prospered, watch this, a hundredfold in a land that was faced with famine. There was a famine in the land. But he prospered, listen, to the degree that people were envious of him. Now, I'm going to tell you, I am prophesying in this house, and some of you are probably going to misunderstand this, but that's all right. Just get over it. We're going to prosper to the degree that people are going to be envious. So that we can continue to do what you saw on the screen today. Some of you have gotten to the place where, well, I just don't want to bother. You know, I've heard people say this. You know, I think God's got bigger problems than some of the stuff I'm believing for. i got news for you. You are important to God. Some of y'all didn't get that. I said, you're important to God. Well, I think God cares more about No, God cares about you. God cares about what you're going through. God cares about what you're facing. Amen. You are a big deal. I want you to say with me, and this is going to be hard for some of you to say. I want you to say with me, I am, I am a big deal, a big deal to, God. to God. Amen. He's my daddy. He loves me. He loves you, Louise. He wants 2015 to be better than 2014 was for you and your family. He wants to bless you with abundance, with a new outlook. I am speaking over you a renewed energy, new life. Those wells are going to spring up. And where there has been tiredness and weariness, and it seems at times there has been a never-ending battle and a struggle just to survive. And at times, the greatest prayer was, oh God, just help me get through this day. God is going to bring you to a place of increase and blessing where it will no longer be just a battle for survival. It will be a place of thriving in Jesus' name. We're going to see God move in 2015. It's been awesome already, but I'm just telling you, signs and wonders. It's, not, it's going to be normal for the testimonies of eyes that were blind, like we just heard a few weeks ago, stabbed in the eye, no hope of ever seeing out of that eye again, seeing 2020 out of it. It's going to be normal for reports 
of, you know, there's no way to get pregnant. Doctor says impossible. Been trying for six years, praying, believing. Come to the altar, get prayed for. Boom. Next thing you know, got one on the way. No matter what comes against you, if you'll do what I told you, I'm going to close. Be bold enough to ask. I said be bold enough to ask. Let's all say it. I'm not getting older. I'm getting bolder. Be bold enough to ask in that 2015 can be the best year of your life so far. Does anybody believe that? You know, if you would, just give me a moment. I want to, you know, I touched on something and I just feel in my spirit. I hope you're willing to do as I am laying myself and willing to do. And that is to say, Lord, if there's anything in my life that I have allowed that's stopping up any of the wells in my life, Father, I surrender that to you today. I want it all out. I want, you know, God, I don't want there to be anything in my life that inhibits the flow of your spirit. Let me say this, folks, I love you. But if you're living together, but if you're living together, get married. God loves you. God loves you. God's not rejecting you and turning his back on you. But I'm saying, do things God's way. Amen. You're always going to be welcome here in this house. We love you. Come as you are. God loves you. God's grace will meet you where you are. But I want to see you enjoy the full, abundant life that God has designed for you and for your family. God's way is always the best way. God knows what he's doing. I'm not trying to see what I can get by with and just be on the fringes. I'm telling you something. Listen, I am believing in 2015, we're going to be so deep and so far out in the river It's going to be, God, you better help us or we're going to sink. I mean, we're going to be wet from head to toe. We're going to be splashing. And I'm, listen, and I am prophesying in 2015, I'm fixing to get all of you wet. Yes. Because, you know, the Lord reminded me again today, you know, uh, this week, Bobby, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, I'm believing God to, 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 to have those more accurate and pinpointed in my life than I ever have before. John, that I'm going to see things in the spirit that I've never seen before. And God has shown me things. And listen, 2015 is going to be, it's going to be an interesting year nationally and world on a world basis. I'm just telling you, get yourself ready. And you say, well, Brother Scott, are you preaching all this positive stuff and you're stirring us up? You mean there's not going to be any problems in the world? Oh, far from it. There ain't going to be a lot of problems in the world, but I got news for you. God is going to, well, this just came. God's going to have an oasis. I'm telling you, God's going to have an oasis. God's preparing and raising up an army, an anointed army of young people 
that are going to face the future's problems with answers that the world is looking for. And I got news for you. The world is getting to a place to where it's sick of the same old, same old cultural mumbo jumbo that doesn't satisfy anybody. They are going to come and get around people who are literally dripping wet with the presence of God like you. And I am prophesying to you, I'm, saying, I'm telling you something, coach. By the same token that there are going to be people in the world who are rejecting those who are godly, there are also going to be those in the world who are going to have, it's going to have an adverse, a reverse effect on, and they're going to say, my God, wait a minute, stop, what are we doing? We're not going to reject you. These are the people we want around us. These are the... These are the people we want in our office. These are the people we want in our business. These are the people we want in our building. These are the people we want in our lives. These are the people we want teaching our schools. These are the people we want. People who are full of the spirit and the life of almighty God. Oh, my Lord. Somebody say it's on me. I'm telling you, the life of God, people are going to be drawn to where God is doing something. Not just a form of religion and denying the power thereof. And yes, it's awkward at times. Hey, let me tell you, Holy Spirit moves sometimes. It's not, you know, it's, it can get awkward. And you know, like, but you know what? I tell you what. You ever been in a hospital nursery? Yeah, go over, to the, go over to the children's church right now. Where there is life, there's some diapers that got to be changed. Where there's life, there's some babies that got to have bottles. Where there is life, let me tell you, it's not all just one, two, three, right down the line, cut and dry. Where there's God's Spirit moving, things are going to be happening, and people are hungry for something that goes beyond the natural. It is time for the supernatural move of Almighty God in the house. Oh, Lord. My goodness, I planned on quitting preaching about 15 minutes ago. But I feel this, the anointing and the Spirit of God so strong in my life. I tell you, I've been through three weeks of just hell to get here today. I, I've never, I wasn't going to tell you. I have, listen, most of my life, I have, I have never, hardly ever, my wife will tell you, I've never been, I'm, I'm never sick. I'm just, I wasn't. I had to learn how to blow my nose at 61 years old. But I'm, I'm here to tell you this. The devil is defeated. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Glory to God. The best is yet to come. There are things that are going to, yes sir, there are things that are going to happen in our lives this year that are going to shake the gates of Hades. The strongholds of chronic illnesses are going to be broken. Families are going to be restored. Miracles are going to happen in people's bodies in Jesus' name. And God is going to show himself strong. I'm telling you, I am making this declaration one more time because I've got to say it. God is going to have the final word. 
The governments of the world are not going to have the final word. Ultimately, God's going to have the final word. God's going to have the final say so. God is going to be the one who decides where we go in 2015 as we release our faith for big, bold things. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com. 